0: Hello everyone, Amelia Taylor-Hockberg here, Archinex Managing Editor. The interview you're about to hear was recorded live as part of Archanex's podcasting event series, Next Up, held at Los Angeles' Architecture and Design Museum on October 29th. We've hosted Next Ups before at Jai & Jai Gallery in Los Angeles and at the inaugural Chicago Architecture Biennial. This time around, we're focusing on the L.A. River and the constellation of issues surrounding its redevelopment. With so much controversy and history surrounding the river, We wanted to do justice to its complexity, so we gathered a vast range of professionals, from artists and architects to planners and journalists, to share their perspective. We hope you enjoy this interview from next up, the LA River. We have Deborah Weintraub right now. She is the Chief Deputy City Engineer and the Senior Deputy for the Bureau of Engineering of the City of Los Angeles. Among a lot of other projects, she oversaw the implementation of the LA River Revitalization Plan, for which she won the AIA National Urban Design Award. So to start, the reason the L.A. River is lined with concrete is because of historic severe flooding, in particular the flood of 1938. What are some contemporary strategies besides using concrete to mitigate flood risk?
1: So I'm going to answer your question building on some of the other speakers who came before me and give a little bit of history of the city's involvement with the river, which is really my own history and my involvement with the river. Arthur Golding was the first person who took me down to the river, and I remember standing there, like you say, below the sound barrier of the city thinking, what a phenomenal space to reclaim for... Um, 32 miles in the city as public open space and a connective tissue that we had essentially turned our back on. There are a lot of engineering challenges to doing it. I'm not an engineer by training. I'm an architect. I'm a designer at heart, but I work in an engineering organization. And when we took a look at the river in the early 2000s, the county had done a, a master plan for just the easements, the small, right-of-ways that run along the river. And my boss and I, the city engineer, said we'll take on doing a new master plan, which is here, which was completed in 2007, to look at not just the easements, but how this connects to urban life, open space, public access, public connectivity, a continuous bike path. You could start way up in the valley and end up down in Long Beach, How do we make that a reality and get all of the various government agencies control the river and access to the river on board? So led by then Councilman Reyes, who started the ad hoc committee on the river at City Hall, we went through a three year process, hundreds of meetings with a lot of folks in the room who weighed in on the master plan. Council passed that master plan in 2007. And from that, we were able to approach the Corps of Engineers, who has ultimate control and responsibility of a lot of the river, and say, look, there's a new attitude. We need you to also change your attitude. And we just, after 10 years of working with the Corps of Engineers, Council in June passed the Arbor Study, which was also referred to. And it's sitting at Congress waiting for them to pass it, which will bring large federal dollars. Meanwhile, working with a lot of people here... Mia was on the master plan team. We've continued to do projects and we've completed quite a number of projects, bikeways. We've been able to alter other public sector investments like our bridges. We have a billion dollar bridge program. There's been a shift in attitude to turn our face towards the river. That didn't exist before the city master plan was done in 2007. The current master plan studies that are, that are being talked about, the county wants to renew theirs, the work that Frank Geary is doing. There's 52 miles of the river. There's a lot of room for a lot of input and design. What I'm excited by, and I still carry this 2007 master plan. You see my, my copy is all dog eared because it's kind of, it's approved by council and it's a guiding book for me. We, the city last week, Uh, voted city council to open escrow on one of the premier sites that was identified in the river, which is the G2 site at Taylor Yard. It's a 41-acre site, which if we buy it over the course of the next 10 or 15 years, we'll see a real uh, riverfront open space per the master plan, a real transformation, and that's incredibly exciting to me. But we're also doing other river projects. There's an Albion Dairy site the city bought I think it's about six acres that we're about to put out to bid. We've done a number of smaller parks like North Atwater. We have, Mia's on this team as well, led by Bruin and Associates with the young design firm Euler Wu. We're trying to fill in 12 miles of bikeway in the valley. We have about, I think it's about seven that's done. We're, in the process of doing early design for the remaining 12 to give an identity and a connective tissue to that. So there's a lot happening on the river. It's funny how the media woke up when Frank Geary's name was out there because it's such a big name. And maybe we as a city haven't been good about letting people know just how committed we are to moving river projects along.
0: So in other words, the river is already being revitalized. It's not this futural thing that is kind of so often talked about it.
1: Oh, it's already being revitalized. And many of the people in the room are working on pieces of it. You know, the play The L.A. River was just as the kayaking brought a different level of awareness that is only helpful as we move forward. The Lauren Bond in Metabolic Studios, what she's doing with the water wheel and testing the use of river water, all of these efforts have been incredibly important to shifting the whole sensibility we we have a cooperation committee now with the county that meets quarterly and the army corps sits on it where every river project comes in front of that cooperation committee that didn't exist before the master plan was done in 2007 so even just at a governmental level we're we're communicating in a way that we haven't ever before you know we've we've done so many tours on the river every army corps general that comes in we give them a tour and the generals are always changing <laughs> Um, and we often do it by helicopter because in some ways it's very hard to understand the scale of this piece of infrastructure we're talking about. But if you get up in a helicopter and you fly it, you realize just how massive it is and just how big an undertaking it is. And that I always thought my time were maybe laying groundwork for the changes and we'll make some changes. The next generation is going to have to continue to do it so the work that Steve is doing with kids that FOLAR is doing with kids is so important because the infrastructure that we're looking to alter in various ways, and it will be different along different stretches. We're never going to get rid of all the concrete. It's an armored channel because otherwise the city would flood. But we are going to be able to change the concrete and to bring habitat value and and flora and fauna back to the river to make it a real useful and beneficial public open space.
0: So uh, speaking specifically to the design that you've worked on, what are, what are the aspects of this master plan that you're proudest of, the things that perhaps unify the plan, that make it a master plan?
1: So the master plan doesn't specify design. It specifies ways to approach the river. And that's where the effort of Frank Gehry is great. He, he brings a, you know, a certain aesthetic. I'm very excited by the work we're doing on the bikeway with Gruen, Oyler Wu, and Mia's office. What it does talk about is the fact that the river was, for years, just off-limits. What this says is, let's lay the groundwork for bringing people to the river in a safe way, because we do have to worry about safety. When it rains, the water, the speed of the water in the river is very dangerous. So it does talk about bringing people to the river and then also allowing ways for them to get out of the river at times. You know, we've looked at examples in Spain, where I've now taken two trips to Spain. Mia was on the last one with me, where we looked at flashy rivers that are very similar to ours. And there's different approaches that were taken there that were very relevant to the LA River. One, it was a lined concrete channel where people are allowed into the channel bed, and when it's raining in the hills, just outside the city of Barcelona, alarms go off. It tells you, get out. The water's coming. The other doesn't actually let people get down to the water. The Rio Madrid project buried a highway that was along the river and created a phenomenal linear park all along the river with a lot of very different type of of public activities along it. We also looked at the Yomregat River, which basically naturalized a shoreline against a lined river. And has it's also in a floodplain, so it has the same approach, which is when people can't be there, which is maybe 10 days a year, and that's Frank Geary's point. There are very few days of the year you really have to get out of the river. But the rest of the time, it shouldn't just be left blank and unused. It needs to, you know, we're densifying and we're growing as a city. Why would we not embrace and incorporate that into our city public space infrastructure?
0: When did you first engage with the river? How did you get to know it?
1: So it really was Arthur Golding who took me. I, I didn't watch all those movies that everyone refers to, though I'm much older than Who was it who said she was, I think I'm the oldest one in the room. But anyway, it was Arthur Golding who drove me down there and said, look at this, Deborah. And I had not too long before that hired into the city as as their chief architect. He said, look at this. We got to do something with this. And he was absolutely right. And I remember we went down under the Sixth Street Bridge. There's an open public tunnel. And we ran into a gentleman, a homeless gentleman, who was living in uh, one of the storm outfalls. And he came running up to us and says, oh, my gosh, I just saw this bird. And I just saw that bird. And it's so beautiful here today because it's quiet and peaceful. And he was right. You know, it, I understood why he enjoyed being there. We stood there with him and looked around. And it was Very quiet and peaceful, and maybe dystopian in its kind of infrastructural way, but also had incredible potential.
0: Well, thank you, Deborah. It's great to talk to you.